Hello and welcome to Jelly's Christmas Party Podcast. Firstly, I have to just a, a little caveat here. Um, the sound quality on this podcast isn't entirely brilliant. Controlling more than one other person um, was slightly beyond me as an editor, but we hope you enjoy it. We get to speak to Linda Newcomb, a printmaker, Salva Toscano, a photographer, Alexandra Dewis, friend of Jelly and one of our trustees, and Emily Gilmore, an artist. All of them are our Jelly friends. Fueled by amazing cocktails from local bar Milk, we had a brilliant time. So I hope that you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it. So let's get the party started. Right, I have to um I have to do some boring level checking. That's right, I'm gonna eat my cracker. Yes. <laughs> um I need I need you to, to help the level checking though. So uh Emma, can you talk please? Tell me a little about about tell tell me a little bit about yourself, Sam um Emma Bradbury. Christ, I've had literally a sip of this drink and I can't talk. You look like Princess Leia with your headphones on. <laughs> look like buns. They, yeah, that's a good thing. They don't look like Dr. Dre. I didn't get any um, Christmas stuff done at all today. This evening went mental. What Christmas stuff are you going to get done? Oh, just myself. I was going to tinsel myself up. Except for I hate tinsel, so it would have been sort of, you know, obviously. Like, well, basically like what Emma's done. That's very interesting because I... Oh, my God. New level. <laughs> For the if, if I end up using this in the podcast, Emma has just produced what can only be described as a flammable Santa hat. And also, for more description, she's wearing fairy lights. Uh, and for and for the listeners out there, Suzanne has produced a tasteful tree decorations. <laughs> very hygge. I am. You're very hygge. Uh, and I'm genuinely not 100% sure how this is going to work with with more than two people. Should be interesting. I've got to get some more props. Oh. But it's, no one's going to see your props. It's a podcast. But they can't see it. So we're going to be endlessly explaining what you've got your props. No, for the visitors. No, no, that's what I mean. Like... They're going to come and see, aren't they? Yeah, but the... Like a baby sham. Just... But the people listening won't be able to see your props. No, but you can edit out my prop moments. I think that might be the whole podcast. I have a sneaking suspicion you have plenty of props. (laughs) That's very good. I like it. So did you want to do a little introduction at the beginning? Thanking Milk for their delicious cocktails. I was wondering whether we could get Al to do her rap, her jelly rap. If she can remember it. What did she do? I can't remember. And also for them to choose a couple of dream dinner party guests. You can have two dream dinner party guests as well, if you like. I've got mine. Already? You're such a swap. It's you two. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Emma, who are your dream dinner party guests? Uh, you two. Yay! 
Who's that? One of them will be. Noel Fielding. <gasps> no! I, I bags. No, you've got Bill Murray, Kate. Be quiet. <laughs> I, I think I might ditch Bill for Noel. You don't have to do that because Emma's bringing him. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you, you could be there too. That's true, yeah. Noel Fielding. I'd have David Attenborough, genuinely. He would he would be at my dream dinner party. I think I'd have Grayson Perry. Oh I yeah, I think David and Grayson would get on quite well actually. Yeah, and Noel. And Noel, all of them. Yeah. Did you see the Bake Off? Did you see Noel in the last episode of the Bake Off? No. He was so sweet. Yeah. It really genuinely made me cry. Mm. Even though I don't think the woman he was talking to understood a word he said. He was brilliant. He was talking about aspirational ways of being. Mm. He's talking about Bjorn Borg. (laughs) Maybe I'd bring Bjork. Oh, Bjork would be good. Bjork would be good. Yeah. I still think, though, that that we're missing people who dance in the kitchen. I mean, apart from Al, because she'll be there. But there were definitely, like, I can see David and Grayson having a good conversation, and Bjork could obviously get down. But I think, I think we definitely need some more dancers. Tom Jones. He could sing. He could sing. I'd quite like to dance with Giovanni. Oh, yeah. Or Johannes. <laughs> so this is so dancing with Giovanni. There might be some canoodling with Noel going on. Have we got two yet? <laughs> <laughs> we got way more than two. Way more than two. I don't know who else. Um, well, say while um. My kids have been away, because they live away now in Manchester for the podcast listeners. <laughs> I've been practising new skills, and I've been making them weekly videos of parents unsupervised. And the thing that I'm working on now is when they return, we're going to do an Argentine tango in the back garden. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to see that. I want to see that. You've been following some YouTube tutorials on Yeah. <laughs> I've already been thinking about my outfit. I'm just gonna do it. Just... What music are you gonna have? Something really hot and steamy. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering whether I'd save it for Christmas Day. Like just mm. reveal it on Christmas Day. That's a good idea. So they won't know. But yeah, basically I've been making hilarious videos, so <laughs> I feel like I've been waiting for this opportunity to really embarrass the kids. <laughs> it's your calling. It is. Suzanne is going to do a Christmas reveal <laughs> of the Argentine <laughs> tango. But um, County Ballroom's got some good um, tutorials on YouTube. You have to check them out. They do. Yeah. Thinking, actually, out of everything I miss out of this whole thing, genuinely... That Saturday morning sitting and watching all the people do the brilliant dancing, I really missed it. There's someone in our waiting room. 
Should we let Should we let someone into the party? Do it, do it. Okay. It's a miracle there will be a podcast. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Ooh, who's who's coming to the party? Ooh. Ooh. Ah! Hey. <laughs> Hi, Linda. I didn't know it would look that good. Lin- Linda has flashing lights for the listener. Cheers, Linda. Cheers. We all have drinks. Oh, Linda has a cup of tea. And it's oh, empty. Empty cup of tea. Welcome to our Christmas party. You actually look the most festive, apart from Emma, who has lights around her head. I've actually got a glittery top on, but I've got such beautiful lighting that nothing's glittering. You look like you're actually sitting in a vat of gold. Well, I am. In a golden dungeon. It's The Gold Wall by Sarah, Sarah Reed. It's ace. It's brilliant. Do you know of this gold wall, Linda? I've I've stared at it for quite a long time. Uh, Ah. When she was in the studio and I was in the studio, I looked at her and it, with shining eyes. And now it's behind Suzanne, which is lovely. Well, welcome to our party. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. We all have cocktails, but you don't. Yes. But I if you did... I, if... I didn't really... I think there might have been some, some information on the invitation that I didn't read. Always read the invitation, Linda. I believe it said bring your own cocktail or drink of choice. So if you were drinking a cocktail, what would it be? It would be a cup of tea or or, or some sort of, I don't know, actually, I was talking about this earlier because um, I have, I am not going to be drinking alcoholic beverages over the Christmas period, so I'm looking for inspirational mocktails. And I remember there was a program that I watched a while back where they were making some absolutely brilliant things with herbs and things that tasted almost like cocktails, like alcohol cocktails, but weren't. So if anybody knows of a recipe or me, we've got one that we use at midnight that comes from Emma. Oh, oh, I, oh wow. Oh. You've it, Emma. What, no, what's had, in it, Emma? I've had probably her baby since then. I can't remember. Yeah, isn't it apple juice and... Ginger beer. No, yeah, that, sounds, that sounds nice. We'll get a whole load of things in and start making up um, amazing um, mocktails. Or, you know. But before that, it's your birthday on Saturday. And um, weirdly, I have suddenly become a whole year younger. How? And, uh, how does that happen, ever? But it did happen because for the last several months, I was thinking I was turning a year more than I actually am. And we did the sums and no, so I've lost a whole year. I'm, I'm a year younger than I was for six, six months. So you were just <laughs> rehearsing for next year? Oh yeah, I suppose it is coming. But it's a, it's a year away, not rather than a couple of days. So it's a win-win, just my birthday present. <laughs> but it's only a number though, isn't it? That's what my mum says. The numbers are getting bigger. That's the problem. 
What number is it? <laughs> okay, I believe you. You have you have a number, don't you, um, Kate? I can see it behind you because I've got vision. It's the number five, probably the appropriate number. Oh, okay. With a zero. With a zero. No! I mean, actually five. Probably just how I feel. <laughs> That's a great number because it's got five in it. It's divisible by two. Yeah. It's divisible by five. It's divisible by ten. How is it divisible by two? You don't trust Kate. Don't let Kate. Fifty's divisible by two. You're talking about five. <laughs> no, I'm talking about her birthday. I'm assuming it's fifty. Nobody said it was fifty. It's Ow. 128 is divisible by 2 as well. But not by 10. To be clear, I wasn't talking about 5. Um, right, can we be even clearer here? I've never done a podcast before. How many people are in the podcast party? So, uh, usually it's only me and one other, and quite frankly, that's much easier to control than this. But for tonight... For one night only for our Christmas party, it's me and Suzanne and Emma and one guest. So you are our guest currently, and then when the ding dong bell bell goes, we will have another guest and we will kick you oh, out. It's like a speed party. It's a speed yes. party. So imagine we're all in a kitchen at someone's house and we're having a dance because that's where I'd be in a party in the kitchen. But eventually, people will be able to hear it. Um, oh yes, so- after some serious editing. <laughs> my Christmas grapes that nobody seems to have said anything about they are silent so anybody listening to this is never going to know but these are Christmas grapes Christmas grapes flashing grapes they travelled to Europe which is didn't they Linda? they are from south of Spain and they have been all around Europe with, uh, in so for the listener I'd like you to describe your Christmas grapes yeah. Oh, okay. Because we're on a podcast, um, Linda. Basic principle, no visuals. Oh, yeah, and there's someone. There's someone. Yeah, there's someone yeah, kicking in your heels them. already. But I would like you in in the last little bit before we have to kick you out and let our next guest in. Um, describe your Christmas grapes in three words. Uh, luscious, <laughs> verdant, crunchy. <laughs> Grapey. That's three. That's four. I asked. I'm flashy. Excellent. And do you think very quickly you could give us two dream dinner party guests? No. <laughs> oh, Suzanne Stella. She'd be a dream dinner party guest. And another one that isn't Suzanne? Um. Oh, Emma Bradbury. I think she'd be amazing to I can't think of anybody better. I was trying to think of famous people that would be funny, and I couldn't think of any famous people that would be funny. What about artists? Any artists that you'd do? I've just been teaching for two hours. I can't think of any more art. (laughs) (laughs) No. What about your favourite printmaker? So there are a couple of um, people that I would really like to uh, speak to. One of those... You might not have heard of her, and her name is Sophie Lecouillet. 
and I have no idea how to pronounce that. But she is amazing, and I've forgotten about her, and I rediscovered her yesterday, and she's still amazing. And she does brilliant um, baby overlaying, transparent looking layers of very interesting things. So, yeah, I don't know, but I don't think she speaks English, so. Through the power of mime, then. We would mime. We would mime eating dinner together at our dinner dinner party. Cocktails with cups of tea. I love how different people um, imagine their dinner parties because mine never involves food. I've only ever had one dinner party and that was a disaster. Well, that's not true. I have had dinner parties with actual friends, but I had a dinner party with guests that weren't friends. That was a disaster because the chicken wasn't cooked properly. That was not great. And, and one of the one of the guests washed their hair as soon as they arrived here, and it was. Really Sorry, good. she came in and washed her hair in your bathroom. Yeah, except she was a bloke. He, okay. It's very strange. Particularly smelly hair, or seemed all right. Was he hope, hoping to meet someone? No, he brought his he brought his dinner date. I don't know. <laughs> no idea what was going on. Anyway, you all look very festive and jolly and happy and and cocktaily. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming to the Christmas party. Hopefully, we'll see you in the real life soon. Merry Christmas, Merry Linda. Merry Christmas, everybody. Shall we welcome our next attendee to the party? Yes. Hello, Salvo Toscano. Is he at the door? He's at the door. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Salvo. Are you here now? Yeah. Merry Christmas, Salvo. Merry Christmas to you all. Long time. Merry Christmas. What What have you got in your drink? It's Amaro Verna. Mm. It's um herb liqueur that is nice to drink after dinner. Amaro Averna. Ooh. It sounds great. So welcome to our Christmas party podcast. We're very festive. We have cocktails. It's lovely that you're here, Salvo. Thank you very much for inviting me. What are your plans for Christmas this year? Um Will be a very quiet Christmas. We are we are staying here. It's the first time in a long time we spent Christmas in uh, in Reading, and the first time for even longer while there will be just the three of us because of the well-known situation. So we decided against uh, trying and booking flights and going anywhere. So this year will be here, but it'll be good actually. We are kind of looking forward to it. Be a different way of spending Christmas together. We are here, no stress, no queue in the airport, no getting worried about uh, missing luggage and um, yeah, any of this. I think it sounds great. Yeah, it is. As I said, we are looking forward to it. Be taking it easy, having some time off, getting up late. Good. Food, wine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Chilling. Uh, Holding yourself, 
Very good. I mean, we know why we've invited you to our Christmas party. How did how how do you know, Jelly? Like, how far back do you go? Jelly, we go back about ten years, probably. Just yeah, about ten years. Just over ten years. When somebody told me about Jelly in Sudan, so I I attended an event. It was. Yeah, it was the last Friday of the month. On the basis that if we'd survived that long, we could all just hang out together for a chat and a relax. Yeah, and one of the reasons I attended was because back then I was working on a, a poster project, and I wanted to ask Sudan to be one of the people taking part, and she kindly accepted, and um, then from there we are here today. So we. We chanted, I found, I found out more about Jelly, I found out more about what's happening, all the, uh, the beautiful events. I learned more things about Reading and the, and the great community of creative artists in Reading, and, um, and then it just happened. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not a Reading accent, is it? What do you mean? It's <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> No, my, my accent is not um, very much from Reading or from this country either, even though I've been 26 years now, but I I kept it, this lovely foreign accent. <laughs> you sound amazing. I just wonder, I just wondered how, how you and Reading came I, together. I arrived in Reading in uh, late 2001. But I arrived in UK in 1994. So I spent a bit of time in Bristol and then gradually moved uh, east until I stopped in Reading and um, I'm still stuck here for a bit. <laughs> so before we move on, I did ask you to um, to have a think about your dream dinner party guests. Ooh, but we're not going to do that just yet. I just wondered if anybody else had any more. Let's call this the chit chat section Emma and it looks well, like Emma. I just think we've been very lucky to have you Salvo because you've Thank documented you. a lot of our events that we've had all the open for art we've had you running around town trying to get photos of everybody on time can we fit <laughs> thank you no it was a pleasure it was always enjoyable allowing me to to meet a lot of people and um, participate in, in all the great activities and uh, experience them from a different perspective than just being a, a simple member of the audience. We're very lucky. I think that's one of our punny puns, isn't it? Because we write on the, well, on the old website, used to say our photographs were taken, we've been shot by a Sicilian. <laughs> so that gives me a I do feel like you're embedded, you're part of our family, so it would be a very weird world if you weren't ever photographing our things. Maybe we'd never be able to hold another event ever again. So oh, I'm, kind of I'm looking forward to the next event, actually. Yeah, it's been great for us to have those photos because they're absolutely beautiful. And Thank also you, to see the way that your work has developed and changed as well because we've never kind of set a parameter what they looked like so there there was a project around the Thursday work we were doing where you were 
mixing together and layering two photos next to one another. So you were offsetting sometimes a black and white and a colour. It was like um, documenting different angles of the same event. Absolutely. Very peaceful. But it was great because I had total freedom to capture the event where I wanted and sometimes we were even working on them. Some ideas together. Do you remember when there was the? I think it was the first uh, event of the White Nights when we decided to take a portrait of the participants of the visitors to, to jail that night, and uh, we created a massive uh, catalog of people. And it was great. People were playing along and um, having the photos taken. And if I remember correctly, even people they want to be in the photo. I agreed to have this photo taken from the back. Uh, I think it was good. Yeah. And uh, and we did, we did a similar event. Sorry, we had a similar exercise later on, on um, another event. But this time was during a spring. I don't remember. I don't remember the, the the reason for the event. I think it was a launch for one of the the art fair that was called the Jelly when it was in the market square. Again, we had. Uh, Another human catalogue of visitors coming, and um, I think it was good. Yeah, and that went on to uh, you did my wedding photos yeah, in the same did. style from that. That was good fun, yeah. I've got them on my wall upstairs of all the guests in the same style. That was great. <laughs> that was good, yeah. I enjoyed it very much, and uh, it was, again, it was great to see people playing along and taking part in, uh, in this different way of taking photos. We've, we've got we've only got a little bit of time until um, our next guest comes along. We can't cope with more than four people at a time at our party because uh, it gets a little bit hectic. Um, so I hey. asked you. Sorry. Are you partying, Asta? No, this is the party, Salvo. Oh, where's the music? Can't have a mute. We can't have music on the podcast. Oh, now everyone's dancing. Let's get the groove on. If only people could see this. Get Spotify on. I will be sued. Dream dinner party guests. Okay, dinner party. I for something different. Somebody asked me the same question, so I will give, but I will give a different answer now. That time it was again. The similarity would be that again the my dinner guest, but sorry, my dinner party guests would be again people that were in one of my favorite movies. It would be the cast from this movie, uh, an Italian movie from the 90s. The title is Mediterraneo. And well, you probably wouldn't know it, even though back then it was quite famous, especially because it won the, the Oscar as the best foreign movies back then. And the story of a group of uh, Italian soldiers during the Second World War is a bunch of misfits completely all over the place, crazy. And they happen to be stranded on a small Greek island, and everybody forgets about them. And then gradually they start um, mingling and blending with the local population and become part of the island themselves. And, and they don't even realize about the time passing, they don't realize what's happening with the war, they don't realize that the war is ending, they don't realize about the the Nazi fascists losing the war. They just remain the island until somebody find them and remind them there is a world outside. And it was quite interesting because it was about, it was a, a bit of a journey 
for these people. Um, there were a certain stage in their life where they, they tried to find out more about themselves, about the journey, and the film also in the characters treat them also question about the sense of being, sense of belonging, or the sense of uh, growing, or um, who, really, who really I am, and uh, what I'm supposed to do, and where my home, where my place is. Just stay in this island, go back in this case to Italy and try to change things. Will I make a difference? And even though it was a comedy, but uh, it was great the way he was asking questions about uh, these characters and what they were doing and um, if they they were running away from some from somewhere or they actually trying to find a new destination in home somewhere else. So, and, and the characters were fantastic. The, the actors were great in uh, depicting these characters with their own um, beings with their own way of thinking, they were, uh, they were mannerism and so on, and I love them, so I would like to have them around my dinner table. So, such a lovely film, Selgo, and it, it when was, you were talking... It, I, I recommend it, if you manage to find it, it's probably one of the streaming services, um, it's really worth watching. Um, I was watching it um, in Bristol with my flatmates, even though they were forced to read the subtitles, they loved it, and they watched it more than... Uh, Three times. The island is actually Reading for you, Salvo. I think Kate could put it in the. I, I was going to say, send send me the name of it and I'll put it in the. I will do it. In the info. I've got, I've got a story that's a little bit similar but not quite so intense, but it's about being forgotten. When you were talking about it, it reminds me of the very first night that we opened the jelly at the Oracle. So we had a brand new lush space and the oracles opened and it was three and a half thousand square foot and it had been weeks of work. There's a solo show upstairs, a show downstairs. I've been painting the walls and I went into the storeroom. So you had to go out this back through a fire door and then into a storeroom. And I shut the doors, get changed out of my dirty painting clothes into my fancy gear the party because everyone was starting to arrive and the wine was being poured to welcome all these people that were coming there was a couple of hundred people there and the doors shut on me on this storeroom it was a heavy fire door and when it shut I realized there was no handle on the back and I was locked in the storeroom for the opening night of the first jelly exhibition at the oracle and nobody missed me (laughs) you didn't go at all Oh, no, I arrived about when someone realised I was missing, they were looking all over, they got a bit worried. And they went out and, like, the walls were so thick that I was, like, knocking on the walls and no one could hear me. <laughs> were you yelling? <laughs> yeah. Everyone was having too much for a good time, drinking. I came out and I wanted to either phone up my mum or cry a little bit because <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. That's really a new story. Really, I know that. Yeah, but it's it's actually not as touching and emotional as yours, Salvo. I mean, yours is much more profound and like well considered. Mine was just like everyone forgot me and left me in the cupboard. <laughs> it was a massive cupboard. It's a store cupboard, about eight hundred square foot. It was racked out for massive paintings and sculptures. It was huge. Yeah. But yeah, it was still very lonely where there was no handle. Yeah, the the thing in the door was there, but the builders, the snagging hadn't been done and there was no handle on the inside. How long were you in there? 
About 30 minutes. Must have felt like must have felt like hours. It did. I felt like a right wally. That's what I felt like. <laughs> was this also was this also sort of pre mobile phones or something? I mean, did you not have? Yeah, I had a mobile phone, but that was just in the office. Ah, oh, so and no one could call you and say, "Where are you?" The glass door that looked out on the gallery, and I thought, I can't get changed down to my knickers in there. <laughs> I know I'll go in the store cupboard because there's no windows and no one goes there. <laughs> terrible decision I think that's a very good story oh we have we have someone else coming to our party oh, no we've got to say goodbye to Sal oh no our best Italian uh arrivederci <laughs> <laughs> oh happy Christmas thank you so much for coming to the party but hopefully meet in person soon yes in the real life yeah. yeah, we need to get shot by you again before yeah. we get I'll get the again. And see you soon. Gala Kistoyana. Thanks, Salvo. Bye. Bye. I'm just going to get another drink. I'm on my second one. <laughs> you can tell. I'm going to get another cocktail. Hang on a minute. Oh, God, look at me. I'm getting good. Lush, I'm on my second already. Emma, you're so good at going in and remembering the kind things. I'm just remembering <laughs> stupid things that happen. <laughs> We've got some crisps now. That was pretty funny, though, was it, with Salvo? Yeah, I love Salvo. <laughs> we need to, we need to, I'm a little bit squiffy, I'm not going to lie. I haven't eaten much today. That was quite strong. I had the apple daiquiri. It was delicious. That's what I had. Oh, it was no, lovely, I, wasn't I it? I a bit rosy cheek. Yeah, me too. Thank up. God no one can see us. I'm um, already on my second one, Kate. That's why I'm telling stories about me with my knickers. <laughs> it's, just, it's just as well we've got Al coming in next. I'm on um, the next drink, uh, drink that I've got is the colour purple. I'm, I'm off piece. I'm on the Tanga Bird. Oh. That's, uh, that's um, tequila. What is? Oh, that one's 15.8% proof, Emma. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't see that. You're oh, gonna be hammered. Hammered. Oh. By the way, all of this is going in the podcast. Good night. <laughs> we love milk. We love milk. Thanks for the cocktails, milk. <laughs> Just have a quick sip. Mmm. Anyway, moving on. Let's welcome Al Jewis. Oh, look at Al's picture. She looks beautiful, listeners. Beautiful. Where is she? Here she is. Welcoming Alexandra to the Jelly Christmas party. Seriously? I've only had one. Oh, you look like a radio presenter. It's so exciting. Well, it's my pans or whatever they're called. Oh, Al's got a drink. Yes, I've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, we ladies, are you good? Well, we're all the better for seeing you, my dear. <laughs> Welcome what to our Christmas drinking? party. What am I drinking? It's none other than obviously the Carver. 
Always Carver. <laughs> I'm so unoriginal. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Carver on a Thursday night. What's everybody um, else drinking? Uh, <laughs> I've got a very, very strong vodka drink. We've got... Oh, nice. Oh, from milk. Oh, none other. Oh, great. I, I've got something called the Colour Purple. Um, which oh, is delicious. So are they, they're doing, yes, they're doing little amazing pouches. Yeah, and they're totally recyclable. So a little pimp here for milk. All of this oh. packaging is 100% recyclable and they're freshly oh. made to order. I've got the Tanga Bird tequila, a special. Lovely. Oh, I love milk. I miss milk. I miss reading. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, well, raise a glass. Cheers. <laughs> to the ding. Can I also just compliment all of us on our rather stylish glasses, which uh, no one else will be able to see because obviously they're all podcast listeners. But listeners, Jelly, Jelly can do glassware, it would seem. It's yeah. very impressive. It's a 40 styles uh, sort of uh, take on cocktailing. Well, fizz. Fizzing. Mine's more the 1920s. Hand blown, fancy, only one. Yeah, I like it. Like it. I I bought this. Um, this was my uh, celeb because I broke my elbow in lockdown like an yes. idiot. Um, I wasn't allowed to drink for a really really long time, but I did say that once I was allowed to drink alcohol, I wanted to drink um, pink champagne out of a really fancy glass. And here we are, Kate. Yes. Not pink champagne, already been drunk an hour before. But still, you know, now I own the really fancy glass and I really like it. It's a very nice glass. The other day, Al, we were guessing what everyone's drinks were going to be. And I was saying, I really hope Salvo has limoncello. Mm. And I said, I hope that Al would have a snowball. Oh, well. Actually, I've never tried one, to be honest, Suzanne. So... Well, and then Emma suggested maybe you'd have a baby sham, so especially for you. Oh, that's amazing. For the the listeners, for the listeners, Suzanne has produced um, a baby sham ornament. (laughs) A leaping 1950s deer. Correct. A yellow deer, no less. Wearing a blue collar. I've got a lot of props, Al. I've got a lot of props. So oh, well, I mean, I have too. Let me just... Um, uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> so cheeky. I have no props. <laughs> None. Oh, so good to see you guys. Miss you. I miss Jelly. Oh, we miss you too. Where are you? Well, currently I'm in our snug drinking Carver. <laughs> The last time we were all together drinking alcohol and partying was when we were at the Castle Tap in a gold room. Open for art. Yes. And in your honour, I'm sat in front of my gold wall, Al, because we're hoping that you're going to reprise the jelly wrap. Do you remember? I do remember. I do, Kate. I absolutely do. Saturday night by Wigfield or something. I was doing something. 
you did both of them. You did both. So any of them will do. You can just do it now. Gosh, now what was the rap? It was hilarious. I'm sure one of us has got a video that we could always edit in, but we think we should give you a chance to rerun it. Well, I've had at least half a pint. So, I mean, of course, I was a way that varies. Gosh, you know, I can't actually, I genuinely cannot remember what it was. I think it was about taking fra and the awesomeness of jelly, definitely, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I can definitely do Saturday night, dance the lucky way you I can do that. That's no problem. I mean, that's just been there ingrained since I was the age of about 10. So. I'm trying to remember the jelly wrap. I can't remember the jelly wrap. I remember the movements. I remember problematic selfie. Yeah, um, so I was just going to say, wasn't that the launch of the Instagram <laughs> For, for those of you listening who don't know what a problematic selfie is, Al, can you describe it for us? I, I have, have a, a, a real um, inability to take a selfie. Uh, yeah, I cannot take a selfie. I mean, selfies, I think, are a big skill, frankly. And I'm still live, don't it? Okay, so here's a story. The, pro- the problem with the problematic selfie Instagram account was um, for some reason, um, I don't know why, um, I, I, may, I forgot the um, logging details after that night. Um, so it, it really did only last one night and then it kind of disappeared. But it is out there in the ether if anybody. Hashtag problematic selfie and the Instagram account is still there. It's just I can't log into it, so it's a bit problematic. We could all take the problematic selfie right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to all those people out there that can take a really good selfie, I salute you. So I think it's quite hard. It's an art form. I love the fact that I, that 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 Instagram account really did exist for that evening only. It's got four followers. I think that's us four. I think that's it. It's like a kind of subversive social media. It's like just one night only, ladies. That's it. That's all we're getting with that one. Thank goodness for Zoom. Thank goodness for Christmas podcast. Thank goodness for Christmas podcast. Thank goodness for brilliant and dinner parties. Din- oh yes, dinner parties. Um, I was going to say thank goodness for brilliant um trustees. <laughs> have to get that one in there. Um, uh, we have another guest waiting that's just been bonged in. Bing bong. Dream dinner party guests. Have you got a couple that you could just whisk up? Any? Um, okay. Um, well, I would quite, I've always, it's a really random one. Uh, it's only because they came up on a feed recently. I'd really like to chat to um, Torval and Dean. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, they're really good dancers, obviously. No, <laughs> I'm with you. on ice. Um, and yeah, I just would really like to pick their brains over some prawn cocktails. I do you know what I I don't think I've ever been this excited about a dream dinner party guest because um when I was very young I wanted to be Torville and Dean um I watched Bolero I can't tell you how many times uh I got a pair of roller skates for Christmas and I was absolutely convinced that I that I was destined for greatness not so much um, but I loved figure skating. I absolutely loved it. 
Winter Olympics figure skating whole thing. I think that's brilliant. Torben and yeah. Dean. So it's, it's because they popped up recently on some sort of news thing I was feed that I was watching. And I thought, oh, wouldn't that be great to just pick their brains? So how funny that you asked me. So. <laughs> Marvellous. We've had a lot of dance conversation tonight. Maybe Jenny's going to move away from visual arts and we're, we're all going to be dancers instead. I think we're all I, desperate I have been to go. dancing my way through lockdown. I cannot tell you. I've been doing a lot of body jams and but. <laughs> I think it's the way forward, definitely. Um, we we probably do have to let our next um, party guest in, though. Thank but this has been so lovely. Merry Christmas to you and the fam. Cheers. Oh, it's sad to see Al go. Right. Spicy. That went. It was spicy. Got Is it not very nice, that one? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's really nice, but it's very warming. <laughs> you might need to take your um, scarf off then. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hot water bottle on, on me. Dear God. Because I'm so cold. And <laughs> I don't need it. You don't need that. You just need a cocktail. What's your cocktail called? It's called the Adventurer. Ooh. Ooh. Off into really the Arctic good. with you. Well, no, I'm quite interested, but I, uh, uh, you know, it must have been a pretty bad experience because I had some terrible experiences with tequila, but I still drink it. No, it was very bad. And it ended up with my dad collecting me the next day. It was in a house in Bix. I remember being carried up a spiral staircase and their Dalmatian dogs were behind and I was just being a bit sick on the dog. We're, we're definitely broadcasting this, by the way. <laughs> No, you've heard about my knickers. Give them some dignity. <laughs> no, no. Spiral staircases, vodka experience, Bix, all in. Dalmatians. Um, my, dad, my dad came to pick me up in our uh, mini and he was so angry because the parents led me out like the walk of shame to my dad. <laughs> and he drove me home and the mini had such terrible suspension all the way from Henley back to D Road Estate. And I literally went in the house just, like, trying really hard not to be sick. And there were guests at my mum and dad's house who were around for a New Year's Day dinner. It was... Yeah. I can't do vodka. <laughs> Listeners, her face says she can't do vodka either. Shall we welcome our next party guest? Yes. So, Emily Gilmore. Let's let her into the pothole. Connecting to audio. Hello. Hello, now I can hear you. Hello. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Emily. No, happy, <laughs> happy Christmas, Kate. Happy Christmas. And who else is there? Oh, hi. <laughs> now I can see you all. Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our Christmas party. Not me. I like the blazing light of reality. <laughs> That's how it works. What are your plans for Christmas, Emily? 
Well, I am going to go up to my parents on Christmas Eve and bring the festivities to North Norfolk. So <laughs> that will be very lovely to be by the sea. I, I will really enjoy it. I will be the cook and I will be sorting things out. But I was thinking about what I really love about Christmas and it I think it's the sort of it's those moments when you can escape and you can go out into the cold air and and just find that little moment when nobody else is there <laughs> I rather like that so Emily yeah. do you think you'll have time in the morning to film your breakfast tray your Christmas breakfast tray oh well um probably I yes. found that was just so beautiful when we were in lockdown every morning I would that would be so joyful to see your <laughs> breakfast tray actually I think you should a, a morning a Christmas breakfast tray surely will be something slightly special um, or maybe not maybe it'll be well it could be I'm, I'm very much a creature of habit I, I've been having the same breakfast for a very long time it has a lot of different elements in it and and so Sometimes I add another ingredient in, but I think I'm up to about ten different things that I put in my porridge. But maybe, maybe for maybe for Christmas Day, I should think about something special. Or just a special, Sometimes. just a different, just an addition, another addition yeah. to your porridge. Yes. Yeah. A particular to, teapot. Um, in, in the back of the yeah, the teapot. Well, the last time I was in Clay, I discovered my favourite teapot, which is uh, one of those really old-fashioned almost black dark dark brown teapots and it's almost it's like you're disappearing when you look into it so um yes i shall do i will see how yes I, okay um, if you have you, time uh, yeah, yeah no, no, i will have time and i will remember that do a special edition for you yes that would be good <laughs> I also think the breakfast thing, I was fascinated with your breakfast thing because I, I don't eat breakfast unless, and this is going to make me sound like a like a princess, but I don't eat breakfast unless, like I don't like breakfast unless I'm in a hotel or a bed and breakfast where somebody makes it for me. Very rarely eat breakfast. I would never... So bougie. Yeah, that's, what, that's it, I'm bougie. Bougie. <laughs> No, she's from Reading. She's not from Reading, is she? Not, but you know what I mean. No, very much from Reading. But you know what I mean when you go to a hotel and then there's the hotel breakfast or bread oh, and breakfast. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That's like my best meal ever. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant. Whereas yeah. at home, yeah, cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Not I used to not eat breakfast when I was a small child. It used to make me physically feel sick before I'd go to school. And my mum was just like, you have to eat breakfast. We'd either have toast with Marmite or porridge. But when she'd leave the room, I'd slip whatever it was up my sleeve. And when I walked out the house, I dropped it down a crack between our house and next doors. And I always thought for years that she would find out that that's where my... But she must have wondered why my jumpers always were crossed with porridge and marmite toast. I was going to say, this was with porridge. Porridge? Because it used to Yeah, it used to make me feel really sick. Yeah. No breakfast for me either. But up your sleeve! Breakfast. Once I had children was when I started to eat breakfast. 
because that might be the only meal you have. <laughs> Emma, what about you? What breakfast do you eat? Oh, you must eat breakfast. I do. Yeah, I always eat breakfast. I eat anything. <laughs> first, I, I would if I if I miss if I've missed it, I have to make myself eat it because otherwise, uh, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to grind to a halt. <laughs> That's why watching your breakfast was so brilliant. I just enjoyed seeing all your bowls and cups and teapots. That was joyful for me as well. And then seeing your drawings coming out out of it as well. Yeah. It's very common. Everything everything is all connected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This I like I like the the sort of ritual of it. Just moving on from breakfast for a minute though. We've been asking everybody what their who their dream din- dinner party guests would be. Oh no. <laughs> Only two. <laughs> Only two. Do you think? Do you think you? Do you have two? Do you think that you can whittle it down to? And I, I thought, oh no, you probably would. I, I thought you may ask me this, and I have no idea, and I haven't prepared, and um, I, I don't know, or do I know? Um, <laughs> I was going to tell a story about a weird connection that I found with Emily when I was having dinner with someone in Buenos Aires, which makes me sound very well travelled. <laughs> but I'm not at all. I've hardly been anywhere in the world, and I stayed in, stayed in an Airbnb when I went to meet Bama in Argentina. And the house I stayed in was a person who is... um. I've been drinking too many cocktails and I can't remember the word for it, but it's someone who works on nature sites and it's very important, it, like, um, like a natural... Kind of Conservationist? Like a, yeah, kind of like a Chris Packham. He was an older guy, but he was also an illustrator and an artist and he was showing me his amazing drawings and he said his most favourite illustrator that inspired him was Robert Gilmore. And that very day, Emily posted on Instagram an, a book that she was putting together of her dad's, or your dad was having an exhibition, wasn't he, of his new works. So I sent her a message on Instagram and asked if um, Emily's dad would sign the book for Marcelo. And then when I came back to the UK, I got the book of Emily and I posted it to that lovely man in Buenos Aires. Mm. So, yeah, I've hardly been anywhere, but the furthest place I went away, I was still connected to someone who lives in Woodley. (laughs) It's remarkable how often that sort of thing happens, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. I had a weird thing uh, a few weeks ago. I was doing something in London, and the costume designer was there, and he's half Australian and half from the Isle of Wight, and him and I were having a conversation. And then he was asking where I was from, and I was saying, from Reading, the Ding. And he said, oh, that's strange. I was born at Delwood Hospital. I know, right? Which is the same hospital that I was born at in Reading. And me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how can this guy who's half Australian and half, not Isle of Wight, Isle of Man, and his dad was working in Reading, and that's how they happened to be here. And he was born early, and he was born at Delwood Hospital. 
Weird. Where were you born, Emma? Robert's Hospital. Oh. Where were you born, Kate? Not in Reading. <gasps> no, not in Reading, Cindy. She's not from Reading. She's not a real dinger. That's why she can't say Midway. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't born in Reading, but my most of my family were born in Reading, going back a long way. But I, I was born in the middle of Canada in uh, what my mum used to call the frozen north and it pretty much was so yeah I was born in a far-flung frozen land and um, I thought of two people that I would really like to talk to they ha- I have to bring them back from the dead if that's all right um so I'd like to talk to uh, my paternal grandmother who was called Mildred Seabee because I recently found uh, a lot of a lot of things of hers, and and I thought how interesting she is and um, or was. So I'd like to talk to her. And the other person that I'd like to talk to as an adult um, is a lady called Winwood Reed, um, who diminutive uh, natural historian who we used to go and visit on the thirty first of December every year. And uh, she, I was thinking about her today because I was wearing, I was wearing a, a, a canvas smock that she gave me, and she she was uh, pioneered all sorts of things. She was the, one of the first um, people to do outside broadcasting. So she worked with David Attenborough when they just began, and she was quite she was amazing because she did all sorts of things that women didn't do um, in those days. And I like. She lived in a. She lived in a wood in Stoke Row, and she studied her ladybirds and all the natural history around her house. And she used to write lots of notes in very small writing on pieces of paper. And her house was full of all of her research. And I'd love to have known her as an adult. She sounds amazing. M- one of my uh, dream dinner party guests that I chose was David Attenborough. Oh, yeah. So he would, he would, uh, he he would absolutely be there. He's been on my dream dinner party guest list for, oh, I'm going to say over twenty five years now. Because I have this oh, conversation wow. a lot. You see, I was so fortunate to meet him when I was seven, and I had I had a really long conversation with him, and he was so wonderful. He he knelt down so that we were the same height. Oh my god. And just and gave me loads of time. I used to tell people that David Attenborough was my dad. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even kidding you. I mean, it was. It. It's been. I've loved him forever. And now that I mean, this is really exciting for me because this obviously now means that I'm. So you telling me that story means that I'm now one step removed from David Attenborough because I know you, and David Attenborough has met you. But closeness to David Attenborough is growing. And, you know, I mean, he's not my dad, but wouldn't it be great? That would be fantastic. So thank you for facilitating my dream. Um, Can I ask a question about Mildred? Yes. Is Mildred the Lido swimmer? Yes. I love that photograph. She was known as Mill. Yeah, and and she, she she was a very much Reading... And, uh, yeah, I found this lovely photograph of her sitting on a um, diving board 
the Thames Lido. 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 They say Lido. I say Lido. I say Lido. (laughs) (laughs) So is the photograph at the Lido? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen that. I think think it was in 1921, I think. It was amazing. It's a beautiful black and white photo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited by the dinner guests that are coming because we've had an amazing illustrator that Linda couldn't pronounce the name, a cast from Italian film that Salvo couldn't name, Torvalin Dean, (laughs) Mildred CB, and is it Winifred Reed? Winwood. Winwood Reed, and then David Attenborough, Grayson Perry, Noel Fielding, and all the podcast participants today. That would be a a mind-blowingly brilliant dinner party. What do you give? Emma had two drinks. She had an apple daiquiri and the adventurer. Which one was your favourite? Apple daiquiri. Yeah. Kate, you had... I had the cut... Purple and apple daiquiri. Um, I'm going to go equal for both. They're both delicious. What did you have, Suzanne? Tequila. Do you know what I miss? I was talking to my friend about this the other day. I haven't done this for a while, but you know when you kind of like with the whole um, lockdown thing, you get you realise stuff gets put into sharp focus and you think, oh yeah, no, I definitely miss that. I There was a period of my life where we used to go out in the evening, but we'd have to get on a train to go there for some reason. Can't remember why. Um, and, and at the time I was probably into wearing fur coats and red lipstick. And suddenly I started missing it. The other day. Do you know what I mean? My nan used to say about women that wore fur coats and red lipstick. No knickers. What? (laughs) That was the first thing that came into my mind. (laughs) It's fake fur, right? Well, I don't understand. Where the hell does this come from? It's a saying. Fur coat, what? It's a classic. It's a male And maybe a female one as well. I have literally never heard this. Literally, people were fantasising when you were on that tube, thinking you had no... Oh, there'd be a tube. I'd have been on a tube, wouldn't I? That's why it's a train. No, I was drinking gin in a can. So anyway, going back to the fur coat and red (laughs) red lipstick, seriously, that's a thing. That's what people think of. It's true. Yeah. All three of us. you said it. That was what I thought. She's and got the best because it's a fur coat. I never go commando. <laughs> completely naked underneath it. Oh. Boots. So boots, a fur coat and red lipstick. No okay, red. I have other clothes on with the fur coat <laughs> and the red lipstick. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I'm going to have to go and text my friend who I was talking to about it immediately. She might have, a, she might have an entirely different perspective on this. Why don't, you, why don't you try going to school in only a fur coat and boots and red lipstick and see how you feel? I think you should try it. I think it would feel amazing. Or it would... Open it up would, a whole new world. Maybe. Maybe it would... The only thing is, if you had a terrible accent on the way to school, like well, yeah. <laughs> over that, just break your elbow. <laughs> Maybe you should wear a fur coat and red lipstick. No, but that's I not. Would, I would do that actually. 
I don't think no I didn't say it was a fantasy you're putting (laughs) that word in there what I said was I missed doing it but in my head I have clothes on (laughs) not like you three smut monkeys who think of it in a completely different way don't know what happens in Canada. Maybe it's very cold there and they wear clothes. But in Reading, if anyone's wearing a fur coat and lipstick, they ain't got knickers on. It, what would you think? I'm so shocked. <laughs> Just We might shocked. have to keep this in. Might yeah. have to keep it in. Yeah. Well, they could be two podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this could be the after hours. This is the after party. <laughs> yeah. The outtake. We could do that. I reckon my editing skills are up to that. Maybe. Or maybe it'll all just stay in. I'm never going to look at my fur coat in the same way again. Do you still have one? Yeah. Mm. Is it fake fur? Or oh yeah, no, it's fake fur. Right, I'm going to end this and hopefully not mess up the uh, thing so that uh, I lose the recording because that would be terrible. So oh, we could do it again. What? Oh, the party! Yeah. We could do it again. You get completely different fun. answers from me. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. We're all going to have a great <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, now the singing starts. And that was our Christmas party. Thank you to Linda Newcomb, Saulo Toscano, Alexandra Duris and Emily Gilmore for coming along and being rambly and fun with us. Also, thanks to Milk for making us incredible cocktails. You can find out how to order those cocktails in the information section of the podcast. All that's left to say is we wish you all a very festive time And we look forward to chatting to more artists in 2021.